Welcome to the Safe Church Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Integrity Training Solutions and is dedicated to discussing how to keep your church safe and secure. Hello, I'm your host for the Safe Church Podcast, James McGarvey. Today on the Safe Church Podcast, we're going to be talking about the topic of planning for special events or speakers and best practices for church safety and security teams. Often, The question comes up as to why it's important to consider special events or speakers as a special event to any normal church service. Without a doubt, churches see an increase of visitors through the holidays and often this offers special circumstances that warrant review. A typical event or special guest speaker can be attributed to anywhere from a 15 to 30 percent increase on the individuals that are coming through your church building. Because of that, it's important to realize that special events such as holidays and seasonal activities often require additional policy or procedure planning just from the sheer volume of individuals that visit. Oftentimes we see whether the activity is a seasonal activity such as vacation Bible school or maybe it's an activity with a guest speaker or a concert that the numbers of individuals that attend the church substantially increase. And anytime you have uh, individuals that are following a guest speaker from church to church or event to event or even special events, many many times we tend to forget that uh, it's very easy to overlook the fact that our Uh, church size has doubled or the individuals, the amount of people that are actually at that event compared to a normal Sunday is has doubled or or greatly increased. Why is this so important? Well, the reason it's important is because if you have, obviously if you have more people coming into the building, then you have a higher percentage and higher chance of uh, needing additional resources to support uh, medical situations or security situations with that. You don't always have um, as much knowledge to the people that may be coming in. For example, if a concert is publicized by the group that's singing, that they will be attending your church on this particular date, if someone from another state or another, another church would like to hear them, then they may show up to that church. So pulling individuals from different venues and uh, for that type of situation um, really kind of impacts how much knowledge that you will have over the general uh, crowd and general population of, of the folks that are coming to that. How do we do things different? Some of the topics that typically come up with planning for big events might be securing the children's area or adding additional resources to the children's area to ensure that proper check-in and check-out policies are followed assisting new visitors to designated areas. If someone comes in and they aren't familiar with the layout of your church campus, then you may need to have first impressions teams or safety folks escort them uh, to an usher or place where they can see uh, see the event. Uh, Typically, it also encourages us to sweep the campus regularly for lost or stray individuals. A lot of times, through no evil intent, individuals can get turned around because of the shape of a campus and may require assistance finding a restroom or finding their way back to where uh, the event is taking place. Additional concerns that often come up would include reviewing facility elements, so uh, keeping an eye on the the building temperature, uh, HVAC system, restrooms, making sure they operate functionally. 
and ensure everything operates smoothly for the duration of the event. Additionally, planning for different changes or medical needs, as mentioned earlier, um, is crucial for a larger group of people. And in certain events, such as BBS or um, something where the activity is both inside and outside, setting up a first aid tent, uh, first aid area, or a lost and found area is very, very um, helpful to be able to facilitate uh, maybe kids that um, get confused about where they're supposed to be or parents that get confused where they're supposed to be or just individuals in general. Additional topics that typically come up with planning for big events, um, you definitely need to review the emergency lockdown procedures to ensure if the, the team can respond accordingly. So it's never bad to review that information and make sure everyone's on the same page. And then also uh, you need to plan teams accordingly. So in other words, breaking teams up to cover the entire campus. If you have an activity, say it's BBS or Vacation Bible School, and part of that activity is outside and part of it is inside, then it would only make sense to have uh, team members outside with the games in that portion and team members also inside. So what I just went over is really more for planning for big events. So what I want to mention now is for planning guest speakers and special needs that I've seen uh, come up in the past that we should be aware of. So for guest speakers, transportation or picking up from the airport and arranging transportation around the area. Often if someone's flying into town, they may not know the good and bad parts of town. They might not have transportation and they may need an escort. So for you, um, it's, it's crucial to partner with leadership and possibly arrange for transportation or an escort from the church property or from, I'm sorry, the airport property to the church property or to where the individual or family is staying. Um, knowing when they're speaking, uh, it's crucial to get a, a copy of the itinerary so you can go over and see what the plans are and um, know if there is a, a way or a, a necessity to facilitate changing those plans, how the best, what the best options are to change those plans. Checking in with them to see if they have any active threats. And a lot of times when I mention this to people, I get strange looks, but in the era of social media, it's far easier for someone to actually uh, get a threat, even if it's not well-meaning or supposedly intentional, um, it's much easier for somebody to threaten a guest speaker with social media or, or criticize their stance on something or what they're what they're doing. Um, and you know, it's important for you to know that if you know that the individual has had threats, then that might encourage you uh, to actually have um, someone shadow that individual or hang out with them to make sure that they're safe and protected uh, based on you know what type of threat it was. So typically what one of the other things that I like to do in connection with that is review the social media information and note any public unusual activity. So if I have an individual coming in that uh, maybe is more public and the, the gentleman, for example, is a guest speaker or, or lady is a guest speaker, then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go to their Facebook page, for example, and or Instagram or, or Twitter and actually re read and review some of the content of the people that are posting in that on their page. 
and see where their locations are, what um, what types of comments they're making, and what the general uh, consensus of of the attitude um, of those posts are. And I think that's important to gauge the seriousness of a potential threat or um, the seriousness of protecting that that speaker. So a, another good thing on top of that for for guest speakers or special speakers is um, you need to sit down and have a, a quick briefing session with your safety team and discuss or plan with them which exit uh, is closest to move the speaker should that speaker need to be moved to a quick exit for safety. So if that individual is on the stage, then you know whether you have people up on the stage with them or down in the front row, you need to be and those folks need to be aware that if something happens, what's, what's the quickest exit? How can I move this individual or this individual and their family out of harm's way? Um, if there is an active threat on an individual, um, my best practice or recommendation would be to do bag checks at the door um, and shadow, like I mentioned before, shadow or escort the person around while interacting with the visitors. So doing bag checks kind of opens a whole nother uh, question and we will be doing a, a podcast on that later on the best way to do that but typically a lot of times people will kind of balk at that and they'll say well it's a it's a bag it's their personal property i don't know how to handle this well obviously i i defer back to uh, the laws in your state but most churches are on private property and because it is private property they have the right to search um, bags without recourse that come in and if for some reason you need to um, go through somebody's bag or ask them to go through it then um, either you need to have somebody that's trained that knows how to do that or um, put it at a convenient place where it's not extremely disruptive but somebody can come through and um, stop at, say, a table or folding table or something like that and get their bag checked out without um, any additional issues. And typically, if you, you know, if you do decide to do bag checks and, and bag searches and that sort of thing, um, you also need to have additional resources and additional people. And a lot of times what I've seen churches do is actually they'll, they'll incorporate ushers or first impression folks to assist um, with that. So we've talked about how to increase safety and security for special events and guest speakers. Let's talk a little bit more about why. Why, why is this uh, important? Anytime you have a special event or the possibility of additional people, as I mentioned before, your resources need to be prepared to handle the larger percentage of possible problems that come along with more individuals or special speakers that have been in the public's view. And one of the stories that I, I usually give as an example of a best practice. Um, I think it was a few years ago, uh, the Attorney General in Ohio uh, decided to visit South Central Columbus and he requested, I think it was about a month out, um, to use my church's facilities to talk about uh, op opioid addiction and kind of partner with the community to come up with solutions to handle that. Um, now, the Attorney General came with obviously the media and with individuals on on his team and he had uh, state state troopers that were escorting him around and his own security team but what I thought was interesting is we um, I showed up uh, towards the end to make sure that the security team was getting everything that they needed and they were everything was fine everything was moving fine 
until about the time that they decided that they needed to leave and move uh, the attorney general out of um, out of that church, and you know the the service or the the conference was over, so they were moving him back to his office. And what was interesting was we went from um, you know typically casually seating about 1,200 people in our facility in the main in our main sanctuary to that particular day we were maxed out at about 2,500 people. Um, there was no place to park. People were being shuttled in. Um, we had overflow seating, um, and our campus was just entirely um, taxed because of how many people showed up, which was great. It was a great conference and very beneficial. Um, however, around just before probably 4.30, 4.45, just before 5 o'clock when they were getting ready to wrap stuff up, the um, individual that was in charge of the AG's security detail came up to me and he said, what's the best way to get back to the highway to actually get uh, the AG out of here when we wrap up? And I kind of looked at him and I said, you know, you're probably going to need a few officers to stop traffic and an and escort because the road that we use in front of the church is just completely backed up at that time of day. And there's no, you know, people will sit there and not let traffic come out of the church. And I said, here we've got, you know, all these cars were filled to the max, several, um, almost a thousand cars in our lot that need to get out onto this main road that's, you know, crazy at five o'clock because of traffic. And so the, the officers on the security detail looked at me and his face kind of fell and he's like, okay, um, we didn't think that there would be an issue leaving this, this quiet neighborhood, you know, <laughs> right before five o'clock. And I said, well, Here's the thing, I said, um, you know, this quiet little neighborhood really turns into a crazy nightmare with traffic, um, you know, between four and, and five or four and six. And I said, so here's what my recommendation is. I said, you know, have an officer stop traffic, get you out. We'll, we'll get you out to the light. You can go against the flow of traffic. And then, you know, I proceeded to give him directions to get back to the, the, um, the closest interstate to get back to the Capitol, and um, and he was good with that, and he said, okay, hey, you know what, I thanks for your help, I really appreciate it. Um, sorry, we didn't think about this, but we didn't expect this many people to show up either. So, from my personal experience, and again, you know, everything worked out, they were able to move the AG, and it wasn't a big deal, but a lot of times, planning like that goes by the wayside, and you can't always predict how many people are going to show up for an event, you can't always predict... Um, the outcome of that event. And so you always need to be thinking, you always need to be on your feet and think outside the box or be creative to problem solve and think, okay, if if we were to get 2,500 people that showed up for this concert, what is the best way, safest way to facilitate, you know, traffic, logistics, people in there, teams moving through the building and um, and really kind of put together a best case, worst case scenario for the situation. So um, what would be the biblical takeaway on uh, being prepared? Well, a lot of times we over on safety teams and discussion of church, church safety and church security, we go back to uh, the Old Testament. We talk about um, Nehemiah and building the wall and, and we kind of generally reference, um, reference that 
passage in Scripture. But one thing I want to call your attention to today on this podcast is the story of Noah and how uh, he prepared and basically, I think most of you are probably familiar with the story, but it's in Genesis if you're not, um, he, he built a boat and uh, you know they had never seen, the people had never seen rain and here he's collecting all these animals and building a boat and everybody is looking at him like he's crazy and says, you know, you are insane, man, but he trusted God, God's leading and listened and obeyed God. And because of that, he and his family were blessed. But, you know, with safety, um, there's not always going to be opportunities um, to explain why you feel led to do things a certain way. And so what you have to remember is that uh, praying for wisdom is crucial, but you know, also remember that uh, preparing and planning is crucial for the success of any activity, any event, and sometimes it's ten times more crucial when we're talking about safety and security for uh, a church and for the success of that church event. Proverbs chapter 6 talks about the ant and being prepared and also demonstrating an importance to the ideology of safety and planning for different seasons. You know, when you think about it, the uh, nature doesn't um, have necessarily have the perception and wisdom and intelligence that obviously humans do, but they know to be prepared for the next season, the season of, um, you know, weather, or the season of busyness, the season of activity. And, you know, we can, we can do well to take that wisdom and apply it to a church biblical set, sense and setting where we say, you know what, winter is usually our busiest busiest months of the year because we're dealing with holidays and Christmas and then maybe the first, you know, three months of the year are, are the busiest with Easter and, and different activities because we know statistically most people or more people go to church on Easter and Christmas than, than any other holiday. So planning ahead and, and having an understanding and being prepared for seasonal activities and activities down the road is, is just as important as planning for regular, normal, everyday Sunday services. So wrapping up today, thanks for listening to this week's Safe Church podcast. Uh, please click subscribe to get our weekly podcast. And if, if this podcast is beneficial please let us know in the comments. Be sure to visit our Church Safety and Security Facebook page for more videos and helpful information on church safety. You can also visit our sponsor site, Integrity Training Solutions, at www.integritytraining.biz and visit the blog link for a written copy of what we talked about today. And I'd like to throw out a special thanks to Mighty Gondo Productions for their editing and um, for helping us with that on the podcast. If you have any voiceover needs or are looking for someone to help you with that, please contact them on Facebook. Uh, Very professional folks, and they'll be sure to take care of you. Thanks for listening, and God bless and protect you and yours.